0: Hello, hello my friends. Welcome to the Life is Hard, God is Good podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Larson, and this podcast is all about being real in the hardships that we face in life, because this life has a lot of sucky situations, but also finding how God is good through his word and seeking his truth and his goodness in the midst of all the hardships. Today we are talking about if Christianity should be considered a religion, so let's dive in. All right, so if you just look up what religion is, the definition of religion, Google says that it is the belief in and worship of a superhuman controlling power, especially a personal god or gods. And if you look it up in the Merriam-Webster dictionary, the first result is a personal set or institutionalized system of religious attitudes, beliefs, and practices. So by these definitions, really anything can become a religion. Honestly, some people make a religion out of fighting prejudice or their favorite football team, their job, their friends, having a good time on the weekend, traveling. All those things can be things that you have a set system that you practice in order to worship those things. Those things are what you live for. And it's also for a superhuman controlling power or personal God or gods. So by these definitions, also Christianity could be categorized as religion. However, I do not want us to get caught up in Christianity being a religion so that we miss out on hearing the heart of following our Lord Jesus Christ. Religion has a connotation of doing good things to be good enough for God, but that is not what Christianity is. So it's important to distinguish that. A lot of people think Christianity is all about going to church on Sundays, giving a tithe, avoiding sin and anything fun, doing good things. But the Pharisees did these things. And Jesus said some stark words to them in Matthew 23. I'm just going to read some of the verses from that. He says, Do whatever they tell you, as in the Pharisees, and observe it, but don't do what they do, because they don't practice what they teach. They do everything to be seen by others. He says, Woe to them many times. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! You shut the door of the kingdom of heaven in people's faces. For you don't go in, and you don't allow those entering to go in. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! You travel over land and sea to make one convert, and when he becomes one, you make him twice as fit for hell as you are. And he goes on, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! You pay a tenth of mint, dill, and cumin, and yet you have neglected the more important matters of the law, justice, mercy, and faithfulness. These things should have been done without neglecting the others. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! You clean the outside of the cup and dish, but inside they are full of greed and self-indulgence. First clean the inside of the cup, so that the outside of it may also become clean. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! You are like whitewashed tombs, which appear beautiful on the outside, but inside are full of the bones of the dead and every kind of impurity. In the same way, on the outside you seem righteous to people, but inside you are full of hypocrisy and lawlessness. So this is what... Jesus said, which is not usually, I don't know, for me, I usually think of him as being very kind and gentle and reaching out to the outcasts, which is what he does. But he also calls out these religious leaders who are not following Christ. And they knew the law, but they didn't know Jesus as their Messiah. They knew him as the son of a carpenter, but they did not know him as their Lord. They knew where he lived and who he hung out with, the tax collectors and sinners, but they did not know Jesus as their friend. They invited him only to question him and try to catch him in his own words. They didn't invite him over for dinner to open their arms and their hearts and to hear Jesus's heart in return. They knew of his existence They attended synagogue, they prayed, they tithed, they obeyed the law, but something was missing. They did not know Jesus as their Lord. They did not put their trust in him. They did not believe Jesus loved them, and they did not love him in return. They were the ones who ended up accusing him and turning him over to the governing officials to be crucified. So they might have been religious and practicing all of that, but They were hypocrites. They just did it to look good on the outside. You can do religious things and not be a Christian. Christianity is following Christ. Christianity can be categorized as religion, but religion does not mean that you are following Jesus. That's an important distinction. Christianity can be categorized as religion, but Practicing religion does not mean that you are following and loving and trusting in Jesus. So let's look at how Jesus defines Christianity differently than most Christians. Let's hear what he says. By this everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. That's John 13:35. If you love me, keep my commands. From John 14:15. And what does he command? The two main commandments are to love God with all that's been given to you and to love your neighbor as yourself. In Matthew 22, 37 through 40, he says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and prophets hang on these two commandments. And he also says that it is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. Go and learn what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. For I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. And that's from Matthew 9, 12 through 13. So not desiring us to bring burnt sacrifices, but for us to accept the mercy that he offers us freely. He says, To go and learn what this means, I desire mercy, not sacrifice. It's not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. He hasn't come to call the righteous, but sinners. He wants to build a relationship with us based on his mercy, rather than us offer our puny offerings and try to reconcile based on our own religiosity. This doesn't mean to neglect doing good things. Religious practices often have to do with good acts and good works. But the difference is that we're not doing good acts and good things in order to try to earn our way to heaven or to try to to be good enough for God. Instead, our good works come from the love that we have for God. Because we love God, we love our neighbors because we know that people are made in the image of God and it makes it so that we just automatically love them. The love that we have from God transforms us From the inside out, like he was talking about, wash the inside of the cup so the outside can be clean too. The love transforms us so that we cannot help but do good works. In James 1, 26 through 27, it says, Those who consider themselves religious and yet do not keep a tight rein on their tongues deceive themselves, and their religion is worthless. Religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. And this passage actually comes right after um, a passage talking about listening to the word and doing it. Don't deceive yourself by just hearing the word and not doing what it says. But this is saying, these are good works to do. Like we want to keep a tight rein on our tongues, um, having control over the things that come out of our mouth, which usually means taking care of our hearts because out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks and taking care of orphans and widows. Those are good things to do and keeping oneself from being polluted by the world. These are all good things, but it comes out of the love that we have for the father because we want, we just have this love. And so it automatically flows out of us to do this. This isn't doing these things so that we can go to heaven. And in the same way, Jesus talks about, Um, and this was actually the Matthew 23 passage to the, to the Pharisees that we should do the first without neglecting the second. Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You give a 10th of your spices, the mint, the dill, and the cumin, but you have neglected the more important matters of the law, justice, mercy, and faithfulness. You should have practiced the latter without neglecting the former. And that's kind of going back to what he was saying about that he desires mercy, not sacrifice because they were sacrificing in this way they were giving a tenth of their spices that was like a sacrifice basically or an offering that they were giving but they weren't dealing with the justice mercy and faithfulness he wants that more than he wants sacrifice and back in the old testament god says in micah 6 8 he has shown you or whoa he has shown you O mortal what is good and what does the lord require of you to act justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. He loves justice, so he wants us to act justly. He offers us his mercy, so we should, we should love the mercy that he offers us. And he desires to walk with us, so let's walk humbly with our God, knowing that he is holy and he is God and we are not. So going to church, tithing, resisting sin, and doing good things are great and biblical things. But if done without love, then is it really Christianity? This is a very famous passage from 1 Corinthians 13, but I think it's important for us to remember and be reminded. If I speak in the tongues of men or angels, but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have faith that can move mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. So we can do all of these things, but it's just empty acts if we don't have love. Love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud. It does not dishonor others, it is not self seeking, it is not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. But where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. So these other things will pass away, but love endures. It never fails. It always perseveres. So if you're just doing good things to try to earn your way to heaven, that is not Christianity at all. You cannot earn your way to heaven. No matter how many bad things you avoid, no matter how many times you've said no to an appealing offer, no matter how much money you give, no matter how many Sundays you sat in a pew, no matter how many people you told about Jesus, it's all nothing without him. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So we know that none of us measure up. And the wages of sin is death. And when we try to do good things on our own or to make up for that, it does not balance the scales. Isaiah 64, 6 says, all of us have become like one who is unclean and all our righteous acts are like filthy rags. We all shrivel up, shrivel up. <laughs> we all shrivel up like a leaf and like the wind, our sins sweep us away. And the religious leaders of the time when Jesus was walking the earth, they were opposed to Jesus, actually. Uh, they were focused on money. They were hypocrites. They had knowledge of the law, but did not know Jesus, the son, and recognize him as Messiah. And unfortunately, there are many people who follow in their footsteps today. They care more about how much money people are giving to the church than opening their eyes to the homeless in their community. They care more about how people perceive them as good Christians than actually allowing God's love to penetrate and transform their hearts. They know the Bible inside and out, but have not talked with jesus their lord and savior what we need to know is that what sets christians apart from the rest of the world is love not kindness love is kind but kindness is not love not good actions love propels us to do good works but good works do not equate love god is love This is what separates the believers from the non-believers. Are you in God's love? Do you believe? Do you truly, truly believe that he loves you? Do you love him? Do you know him as our beautiful, holy, powerful, majestic Messiah? I hope that even though Christianity can be categorized as a religion... I hope that you seek a relationship with Jesus. I hope you know his love, how deep, how wide, how vast his love is for you, and love others from an overflow of his great, great love. Thanks for listening today to the Life is Hard, God is Good podcast. You can find us on Instagram at Life is Hard, God is Good podcast. Join our Facebook group. Please rate, write reviews, share with your friends. Let us know how God is speaking to you. Feel free to send us a message and stay tuned. Next week, we will be doing a special Thanksgiving episode and announcing the next series coming up as we head into Christmas time. Have a great week. May the Lord bless you and keep you.